Hello, Geeky On listeners. Uh, this week we've got a pretty cool show for you. We have something of a, a Geeky On scoop, you could say, um, because I did a podcast with Brian Avenue and Phil McClory, um, which where we pretty much announce Monstrosity 2, um, which is a follow-up to last year's anthology that they released, uh, Monstrosity. Um, we we talk a little bit about uh, their upcoming Kickstarter campaign, which uh, we'll be providing info about when that comes out, and, and as well just uh, sort of their experiences in the independent comic book world and uh, the, the Toronto uh, comic book scene. Uh it was a really cool conversation. I, I really liked talking to those guys. Um, I've known them for a little while, uh, you know, just from meeting them at conventions and stuff. But uh, it was really cool. It was really nice to sit down and talk with them in depth about what they're doing. Um, and I know I'm super excited about the book. And I'm sure that you guys will be too after you hear this uh, the podcast. But uh, yeah, th- here we go. This week, it's uh, Phil McClory and Brian Avenue. Uh, who is this? Oh, I know. It's, who's Le- Lebo Le- 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 Uh Lubomir uh, Vasilov. I okay. used to work with him at uh, Core. He's a character designer. Well, this is a great little... Uh, He's played a lot of my notice. Yeah, I guess so. If this was in color, you know, it'd be even more amazing, but it's still very nice. <laughs> it's like, this is amazing. I'm going to just point out the one reason why it could yeah. be better, I'm but... tell you why <laughs> actually it actually is. This is why I, you know, we do editing now. Right. This is this is me throwing in my editorial two cents. <laughs> It's just it's, it's ingrained now. Well, that's what we've been doing for the last like year, right? Is just evaluating stuff and saying mm. how can we do things a little bit better, and that's how the book gets better. You'll see the cover. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I, you were telling me about the who is the artist that did that? Stoku. Yeah, James like, Motherfucking Stoku. I mean, the last one uh, from was it Clark? James, yeah, yeah, Clark. Clark yeah. yeah, he he did it pretty amazing too and you were saying that this one you like even better right oh yeah it's it's amazing oh that's Clarkies is great yeah too that's nuts don't get me wrong but yeah this is uh, quite nice as well wait that's the wrong one that is the wrong one that's the wrong one okay yeah just a little little change of the color yeah well and the the font itself like the logo design is different oh okay yeah. yeah That's so wicked. This is is there going to be a two before, I, that just before I leave? T- sorry, before I leave today, Brian, we need this four by three. That's like the one we need. The... So I can put that on like the front header. Yeah. Okay. Or I can do that myself. Whatever. But if you no, want to do, do it, okay. Before I leave. Okay. All right. Love you, buddy. That was going to be one of the possible ones. That's wicked. Yeah. That's the ratio, the ratio was all wrong. Is, I wasn't yeah. sure how it would work. I'm yeah. still kind of bummed we didn't go with that one. Because this really that, preferred it, the other one. I preferred this. No, one. I did like that one. Well, I like that I when I saw when I saw that I liked yeah. it. I I don't know what it was, but yeah. it did it's, turn out a little bit different than that. But it's, it's a really gnarly nice. style. All the crazy eyes and stuff on it. Have you read Orkstein? No. Orkstein's like my favorite comic. Fucking so good. Like, of North American comics, it's probably my favorite comic. As you see, I hate all North American comics. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Now, his first uh, series is called Wonton Soup. It's beside the Scott Pilgrims there. Oh, okay. Um, and now he does uh, Orc Stain for Oni Press. Oh. So he's part of that crew that's like, it's him, Brandon Graham, like all the Vancouver guys. He's like one of the main core dudes from their crew. Oh, sweet. And, uh... 
I guess he's kind of an artist artist. Uh, he just did uh, this whole run on Godzilla called the 20th Century War, which was beautiful and fantastic. I thought it was the Half Century War. Is it Half Century I think it's War? Half Century yeah, it's Half Century War. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah. We should probably start, I guess. But, yeah. on but I think this is the way that the podcast is going to go. We're just going to talk shit, aren't we? Yeah, yeah exactly. Talk shit. I, mean, I think I think the podcast has already started. Yeah, that's We're right. Just I mean, We're just I, I talking am recording shit. right now, so yeah. we are live, and then I just kind of dictate where my jump in point is based on you know how I'm feeling when I'm editing it. So you, you know, hopefully you guys didn't say anything in the first five minutes that uh, you wouldn't want people to hear because oh, did we I don't know I what know. we said I was maybe a bit obnoxious but well luckily I think happen, I if I put that up listeners would get a great example of hearing us talk about amazing visual stuff that they can't see it's it's really perfect for the moment <laughs> we'll provide you some, it's awesome we'll provide you some yeah. visies yeah. <laughs> some visies yeah I need to figure out a way to actually make that work but wouldn't you just drop it in like when you put in the podcast itself, then <laughs> there's like room for visuals underneath. There you go. A multimedia podcast. I'll have to figure that out. I'm not yeah. great tech savvy. <laughs> That'll be like the next evolution of the podcast. Link to the Kickstarter. It'll all be there, baby. <laughs> so yeah, um, let's get you guys introduced then. Um, I'll let you guys both say your names into the, you know, like say, say it out yourself so that people know whose voices are who. So start with you, Brian. I'm uh, Brian Avenue. Uh, I make a lot of comics. Most recently, Tough Stuff, uh, which just came out at TCAF, uh, Sassy Mavericks, Down River. And I'm one of two editors on Monstrosity, a monster themed horror anthology. Yeah. I guess I'm the other editor. My name's Philip McClory. And uh, in terms of comic book output lately, it just seems like a lot of my focus has been on doing Monstrosity Volume 1, uh, putting together this second book. And then, you know, having babies at home. So that's that's my time. Making comics and having babies. babies. That's, you know. That's my tour. And a million that's pitches out there, right? We got you a couple of those. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I did Fishing. a nice one. Yeah. yeah, see, we got some good response on the one. We got to yeah. tweak it a little bit. I, you know, has promise. Yeah, well, the only one I was familiar with is the Race the Atom or whatever. I guess that was, was that set up as a pitch or is that going to actually be a full book? Uh, right now we're pitching. Okay. And we're going to play it by ear. Um, okay. Forward. But yeah, it's in the pitching stage. It looks... Under development, so... Yeah. But it looks fantastic what you what you guys have shown. I mean, Adam posted that artwork up, uh, I guess, a couple months ago now. Adam uh, Gorham. Yeah, Adam Gorham. Yeah. For of, those... Of Teuton fame, yeah. and also to, to be included in Monstrosity Volume 2. Yeah, we got a short with him and Fred uh, Kennedy in there, and it's... Fantastic! Yeah, his collaborator from Tucson. So yeah, I mean they they're back together again. Yeah, they just can't quit each other. <laughs> it's a marriage made in heaven. Yeah. But uh, that's just I mean that's one of like a huge list of like a roster of talent that's going to be on this book, right? Like you guys were showing me sort of who else is on board, and it's crazy. Like who else are you like you know is going to be on the book on this? Yeah, we have, um, I think we have over 20 stories. Uh, we have a lot of people coming back. Uh, Julie Faulkner, Martin McIntosh, Ricky Lima, uh, Chris Waddell, Shane Heron, Sam Agro, Jason Liu, Fred Candy, Adam Gorham, James Turner, Noel Suzanne, Ian Daffron, oh, Tim Fizer. Yes. We'll get on and on and on and on. And on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in click. People have just stopped listening. Literally, I was reading off a list. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of guys returning, and we have a lot of sexy new talent joining us. And. Um, Man, like we're super excited and super lucky, and we're gonna that so many people helped us and took part in this and wanted to come back. I think that's that's, that's huge. That was really like yeah. positive, and not just that. Like 
the book launched last Fan Expo, and there were a, a huge number of, of creators who came to us during the show saying, what's going on with Volume 2? We want to be a part of it. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was tremendous. What's funny, too, is, like, when we were at Fan Expo, like, we had so many people coming up saying, like, this was the first thing that they ever got from a Kickstarter. Really? And I think, like, that's another thing is that we actually followed through and put out a book. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> it was a well book. Rare. Yeah. So. And I mean like the I'm sure there there wasn't anyone complaining about the actual, you know, the end result because I have the book. It, it was great. I Thanks, thought it was man. like and it was well bound. It's a good read. It's like it it's really hard to say you guys underdelivered. I mean, you definitely gave a really good quality product, especially for a self-published work, right? I mean, it's Thank you very much. Yeah, so I mean is it going to be sort of the same... I guess it's the same format with this book. It's going to be bigger, is, I assume. It is the same format. It will be bigger. Uh, and I think because, again, we were able to, to get so many awesome people coming back and we were able to expand, this book will, I think, be significantly better. Yeah, we are going, again, with the manga-sized format. Uh, we are uh, hoping to add a couple little bells and whistles to it <laughs> to make it a slightly uh, sexier package but it's definitely going to be similar format and right now I would say it's going to be a little bit bigger yeah sure well one of the focuses right after Fan Expo 2 when Brian and I were talking about doing the second volume was looking to bring in more writers and so that was something we did we brought in the two Kill Shakespeare guys so uh, Connor McCreary has got a short in it yeah. Anthony Delco has a second one we brought in Ryan Ferrier who we're really excited about I think he's he just wrapped up that uh, story I think it was like a four issue mini called Dave yeah. through Monkey Brain yeah. um, comics so he's you know he's getting a bit of buzz and so he did just a brilliant one and on art there it was Jay Bone yeah, and who's you know Jay, Jay just murdered cool it he, he knocked it out of the park He's got that so. just amazingly like animated like look it looks like animated series kind of like art style and it's yeah his history is like he went through Sheridan for animation yeah. and uh, he started in the animation game like he worked in Elvana and a few other places mm-hmm. and you see that a lot in his work but um, he was a comic artist first and he's been working with so many great people and uh, man I don't know if you guys are reading Saviors for Image but that's yes. a comic that I would definitely tell you to read because oh, yeah. it is fucking badass. Yeah, it's got this <laughs> nice little alien conspiracy uh, thing going on to it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, and he's on that, I guess? That's yeah, Jay Bone's yeah. book. Yeah. That oh, is Jay, and I think he's... I can't, is he working with... Is it Chris Robinson he's working on with? I don't know. I'm terrible with names. I have it over there. I oh, do you? Okay. I, 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 I can't <laughs> even remember the writer. <laughs> terrible. You are terrible. You should be ashamed yourself. Oh, well, it's one to check out. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, that's... I mean, that's... Already huge. I mean, that's uh, and those are just n- new ads to the book, right? Like, well, Jay was in the first. Jay was one, in the first he, book. That's right. He yeah, wrote but. and he he wrote and drew his, and I think yeah. it was four pages, and then hilarious this, one. Yeah, too. yeah, and then I think this one is seven pages. I think they put together. Yeah, they seven, and yeah. Uh, he's paired up Ryan Ferrier, who uh, has his own comic imprint called Challenger Comics, which is also fantastic. He's done some yeah. great things. Brother James with good friend Michael Walsh. Yes. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, so I mean, it's gonna be I guess like a like the the soft cover like before. Did you guys like play with the idea of doing like a hard cover? Because I see that a lot of like. <laughs> Look ones. at his eyes light up. <laughs> I would love to do a Kickstarter, and like we are gonna have multiple stretch goals. Yeah. So stretch goals is like one of the things that we're hoping to hit a lot of, and it, with stretch goals, we are going to be talking about like uh, embossing on covers we're going to be yeah. talking about French flaps 
Um, if hardcover could be not hard, I mean, that one was so far off the radar. We, we didn't even really consider hardcover. Yeah, you but if, make a lot of money doing hardcover, but I think it's if it's, we were a shocking yeah. success, <laughs> then uh, hardcover would definitely be something we'd be going towards. But sure. I think at this oh, point, like the, the real sexy thing we're hoping to get is French flaps yeah. and embossing on the cover. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think that makes sense. I mean, it's I mean the kind of stories that it is. It's almost like the kind of book that that suits the paperback format so well because it's like that kind of pulpy horror story sort of stuff right like I mean any book's nice with a hardcover I mean it's just just nice it feels good in the hands and you know it looks good on a bookshelf but the manga format's a really nice carry around on the bus with you format uh, which a floppy just gets destroyed doing so um I do appreciate having uh, an anthology in a manga format because if you're on the bus and you have it's easy to read, minutes, yeah, and this, you can get through a chunk of it. This kind of a like an anthology, they're they're great for reading on the bus or something like that too, because you can blow through a story like you know on your trip rather than really getting invested yeah. in like a whole volume of a book or something, and you know having to put it down midway through something you know that you're really really invested in. You can finish a story and be like, all right, that's. You don't That's want to read this good. thing right before bed, Eric. You don't want to do it. <laughs> no, exactly. You, don't you need want to be to do it. need to be like surrounded with people in daylight. So you right. don't get freaked out. That's right. You know, some some quality storytelling in there. But um, one thing I'm curious about with you guys is that I mean, these anthologies that you guys have done. I mean, you did Monstrosity before. There was Horror in the West, and I know with you, Phil, you've done other stuff. It's all usually pretty horror themed. Yeah. Uh, so like. Why, why did you kind of go with that genre? Did you ever really think about playing with other genres, or was uh, it horror? Yeah, I've thought about it, but when I when I got started, I just looked at what was available in the market, and most of it was just all superhero stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's always been that good horror... Uh, you know, the horror genre has always been a part of the comic book uh, community, but I just think that it's it's kind of been in the in the background um you know obviously the walking dead coming out that it started moving to the forefront it's always been kind of lurking in the background right and so that just just was an area that i was just excited in and just thought in terms of doing short stories it fit very nicely into whereas you know superhero stuff it seems like you're building universes or you're creating long-form storytelling whereas horror stuff is you get in you get out you establish a scene you hit the ending and boom and so it just it just worked nicer doing that and so I've always just done that and then I guess that was a thing too like when I first started out I did put together some pitches and they never went anywhere I was unestablished you know who no one knew who I was people still don't know who the fuck I am <laughs> but I mean like that was back well, in like 07, 08 right and so no one knew you so it was like I was never going to get anything done long form that mm. way so do, again like it's easy to go say to an artist say look I got an 8 page script I can I can pay you say 320 bucks 250 bucks it's it's a, it's a nice little chunk of change. It's not great by any stretch. You're not gonna make a living off of it. But if you're doing stuff in your spare time and you're gonna make a little extra scratch, it's only eight pages, so it's not a huge commitment. Yeah, guys will do that, and so that's what I kind of like recommend to anybody who's ever starting out. That if don't try to create some grand graphic novel opus unless you can actually draw the thing. Yeah. If you're a writer you're gonna have to just do little chunks and then you get enough of those assembled and all of a sudden before you know it you got a book and then before you know it you got like hundreds of pages which is which is nice and one thing that's nice about that like that you you mentioned there that I I it's a real like uh, sort of sticking point for me fucking pay artists you know like if if an artist is gonna do work with you offer them compensation (laughs) because there's nothing that drives me more crazy than talking to 
you know, aspiring writers and stuff. And I've met a lot of people that do this, and they're like, you know, I just like I have this great story. I just need to find an artist who will draw it for me. It's like, well, they they don't care about your story. Like they're not invested in it. It's your fucking thing. If you want someone else to bring it to life, you have to pay them. You know, like they have a skill set that they're applying, right? Pretty awkward, Eric. We did not pay anyone on this book. We did not pay a soul. Well, fair there point. Is, there is that. Yeah. So fair, like, in fairness, though. <laughs> Well, this is gonna be t- this is no. Gonna it's be funny because we no, can no, certainly. No, it's like, not something that you should certainly like. No, I just. I don't about. think you should ever put like someone with, in that position. Like, yeah. But this is a very different matter because you're publishing <laughs> work. No, well, look, we uh, you, and like you said, I agree people with come you to you. Like, people come to you to do well, that. Was, so it's that a different was, thing. You know, with something like this, yeah. you know, in terms of these types of books, I I had done a couple of you know similar types of things with like Fubar, yeah. where it was um, Jeff McComsey and I think Steve Becker have put together these like World War Two anthology books and the way it was was hey look we're doing short stories who wants on board you know there was never any expectation of getting any money but I think sometimes too like there's just you're just getting exposure and sometimes that's good too and so that's what it was I don't know that's no substitute this is an artist who needs to get you know paid to obviously like you know keep his his partner slash fiance in the comfort that she's currently living. We've been really lucky that uh, we have a lot of friends and we've been on the scene for a long time and uh, like that is part of it is that Phil and I have uh, been around for a long time and going to shows for a long time and making friends with all these people and because we're friends with these people and because they know we're going to put the work out, people are willing to work with us for free and it's incredibly incredibly generous and uh, we do our best on these things to talk about these artists and to get their names as much as possible I totally agree that uh, writers should uh, pay their artists but sometimes you know well yeah I mean this is a kind of a circumstance where I think it's a passion project for everyone involved too I mean I, I don't get the sense that anyone is doing this purely because they think that this is going to be their big break. Uh, this is not getting anyone into Marvel or DC. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> that being said, who knows? I mean, you never know who ends up, uh, you know, with that book in their hands. But really, I don't th- like. I don't get the sense from the way you guys are talking about this that these are people that are, you know, desperately latching onto this as their 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 one break. This is stories people think, want to tell and people want. Yeah, everybody. To life. You know, like the beauty of the book is that it's about monsters, and so I think everyone who's involved in the book loved monsters growing up. They loved Godzilla flicks. They loved King Kong. They loved, uh, like, the old... Uh, was it Harry... No, Ray Hewson? What was the guy? Uh, Harry Housen. Yeah, Housen. Harry Housen and all his, you know... We have, like, um, uh, everybody we are working with is, like, at a different spot on the line to success. Yeah. Um, I think everybody in our book, as long as they keep going, are going to be successes. Like, we have, like so much incredible talent in this book a lot of these guys are working pros Mm -hmm. and a lot of these guys are well on their way to be working pros and uh, a couple are just starting out but you can see that they have the chops Um, editing a book um, going through uh, the work um, it's a really selfish thing because I and Phil get to choose who we want to be in a book with (laughs) 
It's weird not writing it. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, it's, yeah, you get to like, oh man, it'd be yeah. real nice to be in a book with Jay Bone. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and then Jay says yes, and then I'm yeah. like, oh wow, that's crazy yeah. that that happened. Yeah. Um, or but, even like Noel Tozon and James Turner, right? Those guys. Yeah, Eric Kim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so many guys who are just yeah. like off the charts. So yeah. um, it's a really fun uh humbling to, to, to have some of these guys say yeah we'll be part of it we want to be part of it Very yeah humbling. absolutely yeah it must be a really challenging sort of uh undertaking especially in the in the selection process you were saying you guys had well, we have very a lot different of takes to brian and i yeah. right like he's got a you know he's a definitely more indie oriented he's he's got a heavy manga uh influence, influence to himself like like to whereas i'm very different so it's it's always challenging like do we like this artist do we not like this artist do we like the writers who do we want to have in the book what kind of feel are we trying to create here what's the overall vibe and tone of it so but I think being able to collaborate then with somebody and come up with like something thematically as a whole you know you get a lot of different uh, little tastes in the book and I think it's like it's not just all horror it's not just all action there's some nice little comedy humorous elements like Brian McLaughlin's yeah McLaughlin's little, is little so existential funny comic, yeah. <laughs> you know so Turner's and Knowles uh, as well is like like last book we had a couple really funny ones in there too we had Sloan's and Turner's uh, again were really funny Um, uh, but I think uh, this year Turner and Noel really turned in one that's uh, James Turner and Noel goes on <laughs> yeah. turned in one that's even funnier it's incredible and then uh, Brian McLaughlin of Princess Planet Fl- fame, Flame uh, <laughs> is uh, he, he gave us a six pager and uh, you might have seen his meta comics online they're just freaking genius and uh, he's pulled something out of his hat this time again so it's it's yeah. really great it's a lot of good stuff to look forward to that's awesome yeah I I have to imagine that you you must have come to some sort of deciding point in terms of like this is the sort of this is the general sort of feel of the book that we want and everything because it's it can't be easy especially if you do have di- like sort of divergent tastes uh, like how how many like did you have stuff that you you would have liked to put in the book but you just couldn't fit it in or? yeah we had um we had one script uh, that we were trying to find an artist until as recently as a month ago I was offering it I offered it. Uh, to one guy who thought he wouldn't have time to finish it, and um, we just weren't able to find an artist for it, and it was a really good script, um, but it was we just couldn't find the right person for it, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and artist-wise, um, at shows, it, it's like, it can be shitty, because um, you do get a lot of people coming up to you, and like, they want to be in the book, and like, yeah. you generally want to... Say yes. You want to say yes, but sometimes like they're not there or they're yeah. not there yet, and um, like it's not generally the right that's fit. what yeah, it it's is. It's not the right yeah. fit for what we're trying to do. So well, yeah, you got to make hard choices sometimes, which is yeah, which is not always you know the greatest. Because well, I imagine there's a certain level of sort of uh, obligation or at least an impetus to top what your last sort of bar was, right? Absolutely. And yeah. you know, I I think with. The subsequent uh, anthologies that I've seen, there was certainly a level of sort of in, like uh, progression, sure, uh, like, just in the overall content. Well, even like you know, I can look at something like Horror in the West, going to Monstrosity Volume One to now like Volume Two, and there's like Brian wasn't really a big part of the first book. He helped me out with doing some title pages. Mm-hmm. Horror in the was, West, yeah, yeah, Horror in the West, yeah, and he was he was very uh, obviously awesome in that he donated uh, you know a bunch of pages for the book as well with A. G. Pasquale who wrote the story. So, you know, I'd done that one and, you know, there's a huge progression and, you know, there's a couple of guys that, um, 
you know, even from that book are still in the third book. But again, you just you just try to make every story as, as good as you can and you always want to improve on the, the you know the the quality of the stories and the quality of the work and the quality of the people that are in it yeah we wouldn't have done a second volume if it wasn't going to be better than the first volume yeah. and I think beginning to end like this is going to be a much better book and that's not saying that Monstrosity is a bad book because it's a really I'm really proud of that book and oh, I think yeah, it's yeah. I honestly I'd stack it up against most anthologies out there and I, I would probably take Monstrosity over most of the other ones and I think this one I would do that again and I wouldn't have a hard time picking Monstrosity too yeah it's it's going to be a really great book and it's it they just keep getting better and better yeah and uh, I think yeah. when this thing gets into people's hands there's going to be a, a nice little buzz coming off of it yeah just the quality of people in it and the quality of stories yeah that's safe to say I think uh, that there's definitely going to be stuff that people are talking about just I mean from just the preliminary looks that I've got of it and just seeing who's attached to it I mean there's a lot of reason to be excited about that book for sure Um, I'm curious actually because you're mentioning other anthologies and stuff like I'm not a huge I'm not like really knowledgeable about uh, like the anthology comic book sort of world well there's not a lot of them out there that's the thing like because everyone believes that they don't sell so if you take a look I think DC periodically puts out an anthology Marvel if they do they'll do like those point ones and they come out like once Mm -hmm. a year Uh, Dark Horse is like in in my mind you know Dark Horse Presents is like one of the few ones that's consistently put out month after month after month sometimes they do that book The Savage Sword you know, Image used to have the Pop Gun anthology, but I don't know if that's even running anymore. It's not running anymore. But that went for years. Like, there's yeah. a lot of those yeah. volumes. But yeah, a lot of people don't do them because they're perceived as not being able to sell. And I guess I think Mark Zubkovich got started in Pop Gun. Actually. Did he? Yeah. yeah I think so. You know, and, and like, so there's just that perception that they don't sell well. So if you're going to get anthologies, a lot of times you just get them at shows. Well, I think actually the biggest uh, publisher of anthologies now is Kickstarter by Mile. Sure. Uh, and um, you, a lot of the projects on Kickstarter nowadays, comic projects, um, there's a lot of anthologies there. Are, there. Yeah. And it's a lot of people, because it is fun working together. And it is fun doing these shorter stories and finding a home for them. Because yeah. um, there's of, so little time commitment. Like, the, it's the beauty of them, you know, like doing... You know, for us, it's been a huge time commitment. For the editors, like a year. it's a big... <laughs> yeah, it's a big time thing. But I mean, for the people involved otherwise, it's very manageable. Yeah. And that's why guys are willing to donate their time because it's short, it's manageable. And again, like you you enjoy being in things with multiple of other people who are your buddies. There is right? really interesting anthologies too. Like Kramer's Urgot was a really long running one, which is kind of like this big like art uh, comic uh, anthology uh, put together by Sammy Harkum. And uh, it, it's like not for everybody, but it was yeah. kind of like a, a definer of tastes. And it kind of like, told people what direction indie comics were going and you can pick up Kramer's or God and see who like the hot new names were and things like that. Um, I think I would love that. I would love monstrosity to do that a bit for a lot of these uh, guys who I think, uh, yeah, I think indie comics almost ready to just break through the wall. Yeah. Indie comics doesn't have too much room for, uh, exciting action comics and things like that all the time. But I think there's so much great stuff of it out there but it's just like the guys who would generally read action comics gen- or genre comics mm-hmm. just go to the Silver Snail and they just pick up the new Marvel DC book right? right but like there's so much shit out there 
beyond uh, if you look, if you dig. But it's uh, I'm hoping we can bring a little bit shine to them, those people. Yeah, well, I think that that's an important part that the anthology sort of like comic plays in just in the industry, right? Is that uh, it has that sense of you know like giving sort of up and coming artists uh, artists that are on the cusp, like you guys are saying, a shot, and it's a low it's a low stakes kind of thing, right? Because you know a publisher could give them a shot on on an eight page story or something, and it's not a huge commitment. It's not like putting them as like the you know on a big book or something like that. That's a running series. Um, you know, like do you think like that's really changed the landscape of how people are sort of breaking into the industry now like now just that profit had that going for a while which i thought was fantastic and brandon graham is someone that a lot of people look to uh to like kind of go like this is cool and then people are like that is cool uh and he brought all these awesome artists he has like a rotating staff artist on profit who are all like smaller indie guys who've now had their names develop a lot because of that like uh I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Giannis uh, Megalomanis, who does Old City Blues. Uh, uh, Simon Roy, who's now on the field with Ed oh, Brazen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great book. Wow. You know, like, all these guys uh, were around, but then they were on Profit. And then Profit does this other great thing where there's uh, short story backups in the back. And uh, the cast of characters that he's had running through there, just amazing indie talent artists who are getting their break on this, like, I don't even know what profit sells. It probably sells, like, 12 grand a month or something like that, say. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a massive audience for, like, Johnny Indy in the corner who, like, never, you know, yeah. gets his book out to 100 people at TCAF every year. Image does so, a lot of that. That's where a they big have, thing. Yeah, Image does a lot of that where they've got uh, backup stories. Like, I know Jason Copeland, he had a little backup running, I think, three issues. I can't remember what book it was. And Fabian Rangel Jr., he had a backup run. I think it was probably with Ryan Cody. And it was their, um, oh, I can remember the name of the, oh, Doc, Doc, Dr. Occult? Yeah, Doc Unknown. Yeah, yeah Doc Unknown, all... my bad. Yeah, my bad. Doc yeah. Unknown. And he's, and so that one was running in the back of, I think, like, Five Ghosts. Yeah. And these guys were all on Monstrosity. They were in Monstrosity oh. one, yeah. Well, well, well Fabian was, Ryan wasn't. I'd, I wish he was. He's talented. Ryan? Yeah, Ryan Cody, I think. He's oh, sorry, artist. Ryan Cody. Oh, yeah, I was talking about Jason was. Copeland. Yeah, and Jason Copeland yeah, was. Yeah, he did a pin up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like, with the anthology, I mean, I guess you've had a, a fair bit of time. It's been almost a year since Monstrosity came out. How did you find the actual, like, ripple effect of the act- of the, the first one, the role? It, like, did you find it actually got further, you know, like, got into more hands than you expected, that more people had heard about it than you'd expected? or For sure. Really, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shipping it was funny. Like, um, <laughs> shipping it is something that everyone talks about when they do a Kickstarter, and, like, they always say that like they didn't, like, budget enough one. for it. <laughs> well, yeah, and... You gotta like, be real careful with your shipping. Like, I remember early on, I would say, like, Brian, we need to save X amount of dollars. Yeah, we're like, way off. About? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, trust me, we need to we need to put aside this much money Most for all the packages. Like, I, you know, like, too, when you put a pinup in... That's a bigger package, you know. They and you get dinged on dimensions. Like you yeah. got a bank for that, and so it's always very shocking when you again you're starting to roll them out. How much money you need to put aside just for making sure that the product can get out there? And I think that 
is probably the biggest stumbling block on so many Kickstarters and Indiegogo's. But it, it was great, though, um, that we were seeing where they were going sure. as well. And, like, that was a cool thing because, like, we were doing podcasts with, uh, in Montreal, we did a podcast for Chicago for Decapitated Dan and things yes. like that. It was oh, like, cool. You know, so, like, their audiences, you'd see little pockets yeah. of, like, oh, yeah. sales in those areas. Yeah, yeah, and you'd yeah. be like, oh, that was probably from, like... From that podcast. That yeah. podcast or something like that. So that was kind of really cool. And um, and then there'd be weird ones. And I'd be like, oh, that's so strange. Just like, I wonder how they stumbled on yeah. that, you know? So, well, again, anytime we'd, like, ship out to, like, Texas or the southern United States, I was almost like, eh, that's probably Fabian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, right? Yeah. Or if you're going way out west, it was probably, like, Sean Allridge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, with, uh, I guess, your knowledge of the first experience, uh, like, do you guys have sort of a different game plan in terms of how you're going to try and put this one out there in terms of marketing it and stuff? Because I imagine it's a big part of it is. putting out a project like this. I think we still have, you know, I think our understanding of what we need to do maybe has evolved a little bit. I think we'd like to get a little bit more press going during the, the Kickstarter itself. I think also, too, for us is there's going to be a bigger push when the book actually gets solicited in Diamond. Uh, I think that's an area where we can probably improve on a little bit. And I think last time we did it, uh, I think it was like literally the the Indiegogo would happen. We didn't, we weren't able to do Kickstarter last mm-hmm. time because it just, it just didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't do it. So we did an Indiegogo, and then like literally after the Indiegogo, it was like boom, we were in Diamond. So there was it would have just it, I don't know. I think we were a little bit burned out after uh-huh. the Indiegogo pushes that we didn't put enough focus into Diamond, and I think that's an area that we can certainly improve on. Yeah, we have to forward. develop our outreach for sure because yeah. that diamond number can be a big part. And um, yeah, and I hear it's a tricky thing. Diamond is like really tough for indie comics. Well, so our heard. guys, our guy, like you know, we've we've got our distributor, it's, uh, uh, Alterna, Alterna Comics. Yeah. yeah, so they did the first book, and you know, so you know, we're know we're going to be in a diamond. We know our book's going to hit comic books uh, shelves. Yeah. But for us, then, like Brian just said, it's going to be how do we get the buzz out there that this book happened. You know, hopefully we can spin off a successful Kickstarter into some into some other the websites into some other podcasts and just try to you know generate more of an avalanche effect where if we have a great Kickstarter, we can get the book uh, into some people reviewers' hands and then go from there. Yeah, we have natural advantages being an anthology. Like we yeah. have. I don't even know how many people we have involved in this book. I think we have 40, 40, 40 close to 50 people involved in this book. So it's like when you're dealing with 40 or 50 people in the book, probably they all want the book to come out. So that means that you've got (laughs) them all, hopefully, maybe tweeting about it once or twice. And like things like that just gives you such a natural advantage over just one guy talking about his own book. But on top of that, you can't just rely on that because like... That's just limiting you to the reach of our uh, contributors who may have a huge reach, but what about, you know, that other guy who doesn't follow any of us on Twitter or things like that, right? Exactly. So we're hoping to uh, improve a lot on what we did last year and uh, more, 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 more. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it's. I, I assume that it's. Uh, it's got to be a pretty expensive sort of undertaking, considering it's a big book and everything. How much are you guys actually hoping to to raise on this? We're still working the math on oh, that. Okay. Um, I'm thinking like the base level, uh, probably four grand is what we're going to do, which is really? very doable. That's we went. Lot. We went significantly into the red on the last book. Really significantly. We were. We were a couple hundred dollars under, but. Again, though, the thing is, we were able to sell books, though, at shows and stuff, so I think... We, yeah, eventually. It, it has just... Over. Yeah, so it's not like we're both, like, I'm not losing, like, my house or nothing like that, but I mean... 
So yeah, I think if if we set the ceiling at this one, I think we'll be okay. Like last time, I think I can't remember we set the ceiling at, but we went over it. It was twenty five, and we made thirty two. Thirty two, yes. Yeah. So we wanna, we're hoping to uh, do a bit better on this one, yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, I think that's an interesting point that you bring up, too, because I think a lot of people assume that with Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaigns for things like this, that it's just free money. Like, oh, yeah, well, no, we'll no. be, like, you know, like, no, no, well, no, then no, no, yeah, no, they're I just don't. lining their pockets. It's an no. expensive endeavor. And oh, yeah, for sure. This isn't this isn't a profitable business. You really got to have a bit of a math mind when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, you're going to get burned large, and especially on the back end, because people won't consider, again, yeah. how much does shipping, shipping cost? Anyway. How much does, well, for us even, too, so our... Shipping's gone up. Too, right? Yeah, like, shipping's gone in up. In the time since we've done it, all the rates have gone up, so it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and too, like, you know, so you've got, you know, Alterna has a printer, but then even when they ship the books up to us that we had to ship out, you got to go through customs. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah, another there's... couple hundred bucks you got to, like, factor into the budget, right. so too, right? you have to right? pay duty on your own Of course books. you do, yeah. Anything that goes across the border, you got to pay, you got to pay uh, oh, duty on, right? That hurts. So, yeah, you got to always, you got to <laughs> think about all those things, so, um... You know, I think I think our math formula has improved a little bit, but yeah. you know, I I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be a real, really good success. I think, especially after yeah. the first volume. The first volume is so awesome that it, people yeah. are gonna come back for volume two, right? That's what we're we are really hoping that. Like, I do think the quality of the first book. It's not like we sent out a shitty product. So no, yeah. not at all. I'm hoping that we get a lot of people coming back for book two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think it's. Um I think it's a, like if you deliver a good product I feel like Kickstarter and Indiegogo crowdsourcing uh, creates a very loyal fan base like it's people that really they a lot of the times they're people that are investing because they really believe in the product they want to be involved right yeah um, you know as opposed to a customer they're a backer um, so I mean I, I like I, I don't know the numbers on it but I wouldn't be surprised if you know you get a lot of return uh, sort of people backing it but on the first time, I'm curious. Did you really have much like uh, of a response, like in the backing process? People reaching out and like sort of yeah. There's tons of comments people were leaving as yeah. they were as they were pledging. Yeah, without a doubt, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is always really nice. Yeah. Um, and we had some people uh, like you know you reach out to people and you do uh, interviews and things like that. But then a lot of people. You Google search things because you're like a narcissist and you're looking <laughs> for yourself all the time. But it was like it was cool seeing how many things were just popping up. Yeah. Uh, of like people mentioning it on things and like uh, it was weird too. Like some like there was uh, one guy who has a Canadian themed superhero blog. And he was like, well, it's not really superheroes, but it's all Canadian talents, and I really want to get behind them, and things like that. And he talked about He wrote, <laughs> yeah. like, a whole blog post about it, which is kind of cool. And, yeah. Um, That's awesome. You know, it was neat seeing yeah. things like that that you're not yourself generating develop. So, yeah, yeah it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I think, for me, the most, the, like, the weirdest, the most surreal thing was when Jeff Moss had us on the radio. Like, the radio radio. Yeah. It was, like, Montreal's version of, like, CFRB 1010. I have no idea what the, the AM number is there, but... Yeah. We, we were on for like 10 minutes and it was weird too because it was right when Rob Ford's uh, there was that fundraiser going on for the Rob Ford crack video <laughs> oh so crack Moss yes yeah, so, yeah it was the crack funder mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Moss kind of did a compare and contrast between like how kind of ridiculous this was that people are poning up money to see a, a, the video of the mayor smoking crack yeah. And then, like, here's a couple of guys who are just trying to put out an honest, you know, comic book. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was cool how he for had us on for that. in comparison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny that night. Well, that's, I mean, see, that uh, that's 
already impressive that you guys, even in the first book, which is, I guess, a bit of an experiment, you guys had never crowdfunded anything before. I had done well. Oh, horror yeah, Horror in the, the West, West I had, and it failed. But, oh, that was, but yeah, you know what? You learn more from failure than anything else. And I Absolutely. think, and then Monstrosity 1 was a success. Yeah. And hopefully Monstrosity 2 will be an even bigger success. So there's a learning curve, but, you know, it was, I'm very happy that I had done it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I would, I would certainly do it again. Yeah, and I probably would have done it better if I could do it again because I would have learned a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like. Uh, well, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see, especially that you guys are going to be changing platforms on this one. To yeah, get I'm very excited to be on Kickstarter because I really do believe that with Indiegogo, no offense to them, their American audience is just not there. Mm-hmm. All eyes are on Kickstarter, uh, and I think that's going to have a huge impact on the success of the book. Well, I, I think it, a weird thing with Indiegogo, or a thing that impacts things, is the flexible funding. Um, I don't know if you guys flex funded on, on yours. We did. Yeah, but yeah we did on both of them. Yeah. And, you know, and especially, like, if I hadn't done that in Horror in the West, well, I don't know that Horror the in the West. The book wouldn't have came out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but we still got it out because of the flex funding. Exactly. Yeah, I was able to do a that's print the, run. And it has it has benefits for um, creators, but I feel, I feel as though, um, like, backers, like, seeing that, it almost, it, it's almost a little bit... Um, less enticing because there's that sense of like well what am I going to get if, if it doesn't succeed you know like if well I even don't... when Horror in the West didn't succeed I still followed through exactly with what I was yeah. offering which so is I, I which didn't is change anybody and, extremely and no screwed on there yeah what's you know, funny is like I do think like a lot of people when people ask for a hundred thousand dollars or something like that like they'll back it knowing they'll get their money back yeah you know which is like a weird thing but like, yeah, I think like things like that happen. But I think when you're backing something that has, like, we're not asking for a crazy amount of money. We're asking for a lot of money, but we're not asking for an insane sum. And I think, um, well, I think we're confident. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you have every right to be. You guys did succeed once before. There's no reason to think why that you know it wouldn't happen again, especially when you're just adding to what what it was. It's it's a really it's a true sequel. You know, you've got you got everything that people came for before and more. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have any direct follow up stories, which no. I'm kind of no, we got uh, one. We do have a direct follow-up. Jason Lewis, Grizzly Biker. Oh, the biker shoot. Bear return. That's yes, totally the true, bike, yeah. The Grizzly Biker. Jason Lewis bringing back the Grizzly Biker. Yeah. It's a direct sequel for Monstrosity 1. Yeah. yeah. And so fans, nice. fans of the podcast that would have heard his before might appreciate the fact that, uh, yeah, like, he's doing, like, I mean, can I mention the thing? Do I want to mention Oh, that? yeah, talk about it. All right, well, I was going to say, like, uh, there's, a little, there's a little appo- appearance from uh, the Pitiful Human Lizard. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to spoil yeah, anything. Oh, no, like no. why not? Yeah, so, that's fine. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. anyone who uh, who actually checked out the Pitiful Human Lizard after listening to his podcast, uh, they, they can see him show up in this story, which is kind of great. You'll have to keep his eye, your eyes peeled for yeah. him. I think he might be in his uh, his uh, civilian clothes. I can't really sort remember. Sort of an Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. Where's Waldo? Yeah, exactly. Where's the lizard? Where's, uh, what, yeah, what's his character's first name again? I don't know. <laughs> pitiful. Where's Pitiful? <laughs> okay. Where's the human look? Yeah. yeah, I feel bad. I actually haven't, um, haven't read his book yet. I have it what? sitting, I have it sitting Poor on shame. my, I've, I've, like, sort of looked at some of the art. I've, like, got it sitting on my, my, like, nightstand, but I haven't made, managed to read it yet. Well, it's a beautiful, uh, piece it of is. work, and, uh, yeah, Jason Liu is definitely someone whose success we're looking at and, uh, trying to figure out exactly what he did and steal all of his moves. <laughs> and I mean, actually, it's kind of cool that in in 
in this, like in the comic scene in Toronto, there's been a couple of very successful crowdfunding stories to sort of go off of. Like True Patriot was another one. Oh, I mean, there's True Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> Working on it right now, there actually, True Patriot too. There you go. <laughs> Return of Gall Girl crossover. Uh, with Fred and Adam. So that's awesome. There, that was the greatest story in that book, in my opinion. It was so fun. Book it. Best story <laughs> True Patriot one. There you go. Tagline. But oh, okay. uh, <laughs> that's a testimonial right there. But it was it was so fun that story that and it was hilarious because I talked to them about that and it was never she was never supposed to be like a big deal no. in that story. It was all about the the blue noser. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes then, that goes on though with audiences, right? Like, like she was just, a fan favorite. Yeah, and then you just bring them back. If the fans want it. Give, give the fans what they want. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome that you're working on that book. And I guess there's a bit of crossover here, too, because J-Bone worked on that book as well, right? Yeah, well, there's actually a lot of crossover. There's uh, J-Bone. There's uh, Fred and Adam, of course. That's right, yeah. And uh, uh, Wong is in it. Yeah, um, Wong, yeah. Is there anyone else? Uh, Not was, sure. McLaughlin, was he in it? No, McLaughlin no, wasn't in it. Well, anyways, those awesome guys are all in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, crossover and contributors, very little in content. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And, um, it's a very you know, different vibe. We're going for a very different vibe, and uh, they're very different books. Um, yeah, because, I mean, that book has a lot more of a... It's sort of a... like. All audiences, kind of friendly, Canadiana kind. Of, well, I don't yeah. want to say Canadiana like like as if to sort of slag it or anything, but it's or like you know in a negative term of like you know. <laughs> I don't even know what you mean, man. Why would Canadiana be slagging yeah. it? Well, I, I are feel you like... not a nationalist? <laughs> I, think I, feel, I feel like there are people that, that have a certain amount of resentment towards, you know, sort of national pride and everything. It's, you know, not cool to necessarily be patriotic, but... It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, this <laughs> is the world we live in, man. We're jaded, you know, people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think uh, but it's fun. I actually, I actually think all these things um, that you're talking about, these Canadian things that have all come out, like, if you ordered them, it's probably because you are... A bit nationalistic, you know. I think Nirvana, Pitiful Human Lizard, and True Patriot, like a huge part of their marketing is the fact that they're Canadian. Yeah. Uh, So I think, um, you know. Hey, as long as you can hit your target audience, then it'll do well, right? And Absolutely. Certainly, Jason Loop, he nailed it. Hey, we're uh, we're heavily Canadian as well. We are. That's yeah. right. Uh, I, I don't know our numbers, well but it's probably seventy five. Yeah, like the GTA yeah. area. Well, I think even last time with Monstrosity One, we were still very heavily like Southern Ontario. Yeah. And most of our sales were probably Southern Ontario. I think we only have a couple people out of province. Uh, yeah. James Doku, our cover artist, is Vancouver. We have a couple uh, pinups from Vancouver. Uh, Jordan uh, is on the East Coast. Yeah, a couple of the writers, I think, maybe might be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even like Farrier's well, Alberta, right? Well, and our, I guess the first way is Rob. Is it Kroonenberg? He's yeah. in Belgium. Yeah, he's That's Belgian. Cool. cool. So that's, An uh, international representation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Trey Internash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess that's, that is one separating factor is that, I mean, it's not, this doesn't have an overtly Canadian, I guess, uh, concept. But yeah. Even still, yeah. uh, I think I think at least with the last few books, a big part of it was the community. Like absolutely, uh, like, and this is very strongly representative of the the Canadian uh, comics community. Yeah, well, it's definitely like it, it, it's it's developed into more because we we don't yeah. know everyone in the book anymore. But um, and even in Monstrosity One, I guess we don't know everyone. But <laughs> most of the people we've met and had beers with and. 
just like anything in the world, it's like who you know, and it, it's like developing relationships with yeah. people, and uh, that's what this book is. It's about it's it's relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, the shared love of monsters. There <laughs> yeah. you go, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Mo- what monstrosity is really <laughs> about is it is human yeah. relationships, hands yeah. and <laughs> friendships <laughs> between comic fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I imagine there's got to be uh, a certain like there's got to be a certain level of trust there, you know, for them to put that work in and do that for this book they trust that you guys are going to handle it well and do you know put it an awesome product which you did once before well more than once but I mean like with Monstrosity the first volume yeah we're pumped about it yeah <laughs> um, is there any other sort of work that you guys want to talk about that you're working on right now uh, we can talk about I, some personal stuff I yeah guess. you go first yeah, I'm going to uh you're going to hit the loop? I'm going to hit the loop, yes. This sir. is when Phil goes to the washroom, yes. everyone. Yeah, no one follow me. Oh, what will it be? A one or a two? Oh, <laughs> no. Keep the audience guessing. Oh, well, we're not. Oh, no. Well, we can yeah. keep the door open and we can hear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, with you, like, you were mentioning at the, the beginning, you have uh, your new book, Tough Stuff. Tough stuff. Yeah, it's uh, from T. You launched it at TCAF. I launched it at TCAF. Um, it's a pretty big one. It's my second biggest single work I've done. So I did a 120-page book called Psychic Drama about five years ago, and um, Tough Stuff is at 60 pages. So it's about half the length, but it's it's the longest thing I've done since. And um, it's uh, about these girls who go to school. Uh, the hook is that. Uh, the school they go to, the most popular sport is Kung Fu. And uh, <laughs> they are awesome. the two master students. Like, they're the best this is like in the, the school. jocks of Kung Fu. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> they're always at each other's throats. Like, they're they're always, like, bitter against rivals? each other. Oh, they're okay. bitter rivals, I yeah. guess. And, and so there's always a lot of high school drama happening. And then they get to resolve it with fisticuffs That's in a school-sanctioned yeah. fight. So that's it's pretty fun. That's super cool. Where'd you get? Where'd you come up with the concept for that? Or like, had that come, if, like if, come to you? Uh, you know, I I love. If you were in this office with Eric and I, and Phil's spirit, <laughs> you would be able to see that my my shelf is full. Like the entire top shelf is Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I have yeah. uh, uh, years of experience uh, in the Street Fighter ring. As in the Street Fighter Two ring. Okay. And um, <laughs> you know, I love I love punchy comics. I love fighting comics, yeah. and uh, but I also love high school drama, and I love high school comedies, and like high school movies, like you know, uh, Ferris like Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Super Bad. Uh, was it the, was that one? American was Pie it? movies. Uh, Phil's back, by the way. I know. Yes. Was it the <laughs> Breakfast Club? What the hell is that one called? Breakfast Club was one. Yeah, that I freaking love that yeah. stuff, man. So like mashing them together to like you know having like awesome stupid teen dramas and then also getting to have them punch each other, and they're not just normally punching each other. Like they're like obscenely like. Strong, so they like get to break cars in half and things like that. So Crazy. it's like, it gets a little silly. Yeah. <laughs> Phil looks confused. <laughs> they don't actually break a car in this book, but these are things that they might do in issue two. There you go. There you go. So, right on. So that's that's a really cool mashup. I think uh, that's news in and of itself. There's going to be tough stuff too. Oh wow! Potentially. 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 That's that's uh, something. He's thinking, over, about, thinking about his options. I know exactly what's going to happen in the next story. I, I haven't even written it down yet. So if I died tomorrow, all of my fans would not ever. No one would ever be able to finish it for me. You're not doing. Yeah. 
You're not pulling a George R. R. Martin and telling like you know other people no, so that so no. they that can carry That was a wise move. Yes, it was. The TV show will get finished. That's the very least. Oh, it's all about the books, guys. Oh, I know what it's all about the books, but I mean, at the end of the day, he just unfortunately his schedule is such that. Uh, that could take an eternity to finish. It really could. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love, I'd love to do tough stuff too, but it's um, and I probably will at some point. But uh, right now, I am finishing True Patriot two. We're finishing this book, and then I kind of want to do another story next, and then do tough stuff too. So we'll see. Might be a year down the line. Are you busy, man? Yeah, especially because you're getting married, and yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, I'm getting married in a month and a half. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's. Uh, let's I picked up our marriage yeah. license today at City Hall. <laughs> that's gonna be a weird experience. But it was weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was weird. It's like well, it's a piece of paper. Like, yeah. 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 The law will accept yeah, that now, I'm getting married. Now things there are consequences to things. I sat things down. Very real. Because you wait in line in a queue, right? To get it's like a yeah. government office, mm. right? And you oh, wait yeah, in a yeah. queue, and then like your number comes up, and you go up, and they're like. <laughs> How, it's like an old lady with like glasses and you're like how, how can I help you and you're like I'm here to get a marriage license and it's very important to yeah. you and you're like very excited when you talk about it and they're like thousands of them a day sheet two pieces of identification like, <laughs> like do not give a shit at all no, no. <laughs> the, the there's no love coming from the other end no, no like no, no. congratulations no, or anything no, you're just no, like no, no, you know, where's, no, where's the paperwork no. No, actually, I did get moved to another guy who did congratulate me. So that was oh, that's nice. Thoughtful. He was a nice guy. He hasn't been crushed by working yeah, exactly. a government job He's for not his entire life yet. Yeah. Divorcees, <laughs> which has never happened. <laughs> but that's awesome, man! Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we're we're happy. We're excited, and. Uh, August 16th that's the big day I'll be able to listen to this podcast in 10 years to remember when my anniversary is <laughs> there you go oh, yeah. <laughs> Mary, I don't appreciate that yeah you gotta return it, to the end you of can the even podcast. remember it's like at like the, the 50 minute point or so 50 awesome. minute mark yeah there it's like alright so I need to get remember when my anniversary is <laughs> it won't even be the date it'll be 50 minute mark of Eric's podcast of the podcast yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um and what about you Phil do you have uh, anything else going on right Right now, yeah, I mean, so you know that thing with Adam, we're kind of refining, tweaking. Yeah. Uh, I got a thing with uh, Dylan Burnett, uh, very cool little uh, Viking mythology set in Greenland, 1350. Oh, cool. um, historical yeah, fiction, very historical yeah. fiction. Yeah, I spent huge, I spent a huge stuff. amount of time researching this thing, like. I don't think like you watched the TV show Vikings. Vikings. I did. Yeah, that, was that, was, that was part of the season of Vikings. I watched that. There was like yeah, a nice little BBC. Yeah, there was like a BBC yeah. program about uh, that particular settlement. Uh, tons of books. I spent about like 400 pages of Norris mythology. They oh, were they were assholes. Those dudes. They are oh, yeah. like they are just not nice. Any of them. Oh, yeah. None of them. They're all like ruthless pricks. Chips on their shoulder. So that yeah, there's a lot of hate. <laughs> yeah. you just but they, there we got bigger concerns than us, right? So. There's a lot of that that gets filtered into the uh, into the story, and um, which is funny because now they're all so nice. Like, oh, they're like the all... Scandinavian countries and all that. Well, yeah, it's very a lot of really nice people. They there. came around, you know, societal <laughs> evolution. They figured out their the system, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now they are the most democratic slash left leaning of probably all countries, and good for them for being so. That's right, right? Because they're all better off for it. That yeah. sounds like a message. Yeah, yeah. man. And then uh, so yeah, so right now with Dylan, uh, he came in with some character sketches that blew my mind and like layouts that just got me super thrilled so I'm very excited to see where it goes I just looked at these layouts and I can confirm that they're badass Do you, yeah. have you talked to Dylan Burnett before I can't say that I, I have I may have run into him but I can't put him on your agenda schedule yeah, yeah. people to talk to this kid's badass he's um 
He's in Monstrosity too. He his story's written by A.G. Pasquale, who's been in Horror in the West and Monstrosity One. It just released a new book called uh, <laughs> The This and the That, with a cover by German Schiebel, who is also in Monstrosity too. And uh, Dylan's just sick. Like yeah. he is sick. He's part of that uh, From a Hat group cool. of guys. I've actually kind of been talking to a couple of them, and that's like sort of it's on my agenda to just actually sit down with a bunch of those guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I'm sure he's, I'll get a chance to speak with him. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so very excited to see where that goes. And then after that, there's also um, another little anthology book I'm putting together. Um, Say so, what? Yeah, well, it's, it's like I've got two stories that I'm going to put in. I might do a third. And these are just things that are online, but I actually haven't printed yet. Yeah. So, like, Monster Foo is one of them. Yeah. Uh, and that one that Sam did for me called URL Dead. That's I love that title. That's yeah. a great, great title. Thank you. And URL then, dead. Yeah. Get it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I love then it. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I, I don't know about the third one yet. If I'm going to put it in, I need to letter it. I'm not sure if I'm satisfied with the way that it turned out. And then Fred uh, Kennedy's he's contributed like a little 13 pager to it. So I mean, it might be something that me and Fred are just going to do this time around. And I don't know if, if moving forward, if Fred is very excited about maybe him and I just doing like a short story year together and then putting a book out. If he wants to do it. If he doesn't want to do it, then I might see it being something where I'll do I'll put together a couple of short stories a year, maybe have like a rotating other person. I don't or it might just be my thing. I don't know yet. It's very fluid. I, I love the idea goes. of like uh, 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 focused anthologies like that. Um, yeah. Our uh, 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 Jesus Christ, why is this happening it? to me? <laughs> Paul Allure did something very similar. Uh, I couldn't remember uh, Paul's last the name. Uh, Paul Lord did something really similar of a bunch of uh, little mini comics of his own. He put them together into a little uh, mini, and he sent it around to a bunch of uh, different places, and I think that's how he ended up getting his first paying gigs. He just released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Time with Ross Campbell, which is a fantastically hilarious comic, which I suggest you all purchase. There you go. Yeah. Paul Lord's not a monstrosity, too, but we love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first person we've like pumped up that hasn't been on the book. But That's true. No, no, that's no, because we you talked about Ryan Cody. I did, yeah, that's true. I did, and I think we mentioned the field, which is that's right, yeah, Brazen and Simon Roy who are not in the books, and we also talked about Dragon Ball, which is my favorite. (laughs) Which uh, there's no one, no one from Dragon Ball in the book, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess maybe that's Monstrosity Three. No, No, I think Toriyama. (laughs) If we can get Toriyama to do the cover for then you'll you'll come back for a third. I'll come back for Monstrosity Three if we can get Toriyama to do the cover. That's the deal. Um. But that's really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm actually that the the focused anthology thing reminds me. Of one of the things uh, I had a previous guest, Cena Grace, on. He did Self Obsessed, which was a like sort of a personal stories like uh, anthology. Yeah, which was really cool. I mean, it's something that you don't see that much of, especially on major publisher kind of books or whatever. Yeah, like he actually got that on. Like that was published by Image uh, as a like a one shot issue, which was cool. But what was it yeah, uh, Self Obsessed. It's all like personal. Yeah, it's just like sort of. You know, like personal story things, but yeah, I can think of other artists who've done that kind of thing too. Like um, Paul Pope had THB for years, which was generally it was about these like two teenage girls and they're like uh, uh, adventures on New Mars. But he also ran things like Escapo through it and various other books. Um, 2000 AD has always been an amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. long-running anthology series. It's heavy metal, uh, heavy metal as well. Metal Herland. Um so, you know, I think a lot of things... And uh, actually, one of my favorite comics of last year was uh, Jim Rugg's Super Mag. 
which was a compilation of illustrations and like really short comics that they put together and released in a magazine format through At House Books. That's really cool. And it's fucking hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> Jim Rogue is also not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to make that disclaimer yeah, exactly. every time you pick up yeah. someone else's work. Well, I mean, it's it's not like we were only talking about people in the book. It just happens that there's a lot of really great people in the book. Oh, and yeah. It's just a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, well, these are people that <laughs> yeah. we, like, you know, Genuinely. my dream people that I would love to work with, you yeah. know, like Paul Pope and Jim Rugg, and, like, you know, like, you all have your favorites, and you all draw so much from these people, and, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I mean, come back from Monstrosity 3 if Grant Morrison's in. That, that's that's going to be the big Grant goal. Morrison, yeah. eh? got to go bigger going. Well, do you think it's it's four a pages, it's man. a different sort of <laughs> do it, do it, man. Four page script. <laughs> just real quick, on. please. Just hang one out. Check out the fifty nine minute mark of Eric's podcast. Uh, <laughs> Are we fifty nine minutes already? Uh, yeah, uh, we're actually it? just coming up on an hour. Yeah, Are we hitting about four o'clock. I get hit rush hour. Oh yeah, my gosh. It's gonna be a pig getting out of here, man. It's you still have more work to do, you and me. No, we don't. I'm, well, you might. I'm going home. <laughs> I got two kids. Well, all right. Well, I, I, is there anything else? What, what should we do? Is there like what? what yeah, we can we it? can sort of ramble off at, at some point. <laughs> well, we got the we still have the audio. That was the last. That's right. Do we have to? Do you want to talk about anybody else? Let's say uh, Shane. I love Shane. Great love guy. Shane. Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. And Ricky. Rodrigo is well, back. Those, those guys Rodrigo. are the favorites yeah. of the podcast. Sam. I love like Sam, Sam. Agro and I. I know he's in the book. We go back years. I think Sam and I actually he was the guy when I was talking about those pitches. It was actually with Sam that we had uh, done some for Image and Jim Valentino actually got back to us, which was flattering. Oh wow! But uh, you know, it was one of those things where he had something else in the pipe and it wasn't quite for them, and that that's gonna happen. But yeah. Sam and I have been doing stuff together. He's done a couple covers for some of my other books. Tons of short stories together. Him and I. He was in Horror in the West and Monstrosity, and he's put together something real brilliant for the, the next book too which was awesome of him to do for us one of the big good gets in this book was uh, Corey McCallum and uh, Matt Daly who won the Schuster uh, last year right, for the, the Gene Day Award yeah the Pink Sleeper Award yeah that's yeah. right and uh, they put together a 10 page story for us which is just berserk um, you know it's very quirky yeah it's great yeah uh, you know so many fantastic things and uh, I hope everybody checks it out cool all right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll make sure everyone's aware of the crowd, like the Kickstarter page, and thanks, Eric. Make sure everything's all set. But uh, there we go. That, that will conclude our podcast today. Do 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 do. Okay. So there you go. Uh, Monstrosity Volume Two. Uh, I know you're excited. Uh, I'm excited. And yeah, uh, there's going to be updates about the Kickstarter campaign very soon. Um, I will personally like it'll be going up on our Facebook page. Uh, which if you haven't already liked the page uh, and sort of subscribed to updates, it's Geekion. Uh, it's Facebook.com/slash/Geekion. Um, as well, we'll be putting it uh, on the website, which is still coming soon um where i i'm going to be doing a write-up uh not only about the monstrosity project with uh brian and phil but also going in depth a little bit anyway with about some of the creators that are going to be attached um i won't be able to go into every single creator because as you could probably tell from the podcast there are a lot and it's just really tough to kind of get into everything there but uh I, we're going to do some spotlights on, on some of the various creators on the, the book. Uh, some podcast uh, 
in, in interviewees that we've had before will be featured on it as we talked about before but uh you'll we'll be hearing uh you guys will be hearing more about that as as it develops because uh, we're going to be following that closely um we've got lots of other interesting podcasts coming up uh, in the near future uh for all of you guys that are fans of sort of other geek stuff outside of comic books uh i apologize i know i've been inundating you guys with a lot of interviews with uh comic book people but uh, that's going to be changing soon um but it's just a matter of when people can get scheduled and, and when we can make things happen so um we do have lots of other cool stuff uh, in the pipeline uh as well we're we're really looking for um feedback from from you guys from the community so reach out to us uh get in touch with us on twitter on facebook uh you know if you like what you're hearing please let us know and if you don't still let us know uh it's the only way we're going to improve on the podcast it's the only way we're going to make a better product for you guys so uh by all means reach out get in touch tell us what you like what you don't like uh and stay tuned for more awesome geeky on content